This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Your skin is the largest organ of the body, and it helps you regulate temperature, protects you from microbes that could cause infection, and it's a conduit for your sense of touch. But how well do you take care of it? If you're like most people, probably not well enough. I've been researching skincare products for a while, and I finally found something I can trust and that works. Primally Pure offers truly safe, all organically sourced skincare products that deliver results. Their deodorant and beard oil have been a game changer for me. Their deodorant is the first all-natural one that I've ever been able to use that doesn't cause me to break out or smell like some oddly named forest. I highly recommend that you check them out. And if you use the code BLUEPRINT found in the show notes, spelled in all caps, you can get a 10% discount on your order. So check them out at primallypure.com. Washing your face, just having a solid once a day skincare, consistent skincare routine is super important. So it can be overcomplicated. It doesn't need to be, you know, a 30 minute, 10 step thing in the morning and then another like 20 minute, eight steps at night. That That's like too much for most people, not only from a time perspective, but also um, it's a lot for the skin to take in and process. And, you know, even if you're using all natural ingredients, it can just be a lot of people can find themselves with really irritated, inflamed skin from just using like too much on the skin. So we like to keep it as simple as possible. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7, and this is The Blueprint. I've spent my life helping Olympic gold medalists, NFL, and NCAA athletes be the best at their craft. Now I'm taking that experience and translating it to your life. This podcast is for busy professionals and household CEOs who care deeply about their family, career, and their health. There's an ocean of content to wade through, but I do the heavy lifting for you into still cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by the founder of Primally Pure, Bethany McDaniel. Bethany lives in Southern California with her husband and two daughters and has built an amazing skincare company after ditching harsh chemicals found in most skincare products and making her own all organic and naturally sourced products from her kitchen. Now, you may be wondering, why are you talking about skincare, Eric? Well, this has been one of my secret passions for years. And early in my career as a coach, I witnessed a number of older coaches battling skin cancer, and I noticed how the constant sun exposure and lack of caring for their skin led to a host of issues, and I didn't want to end up like them. So I started my own skincare regimen that's evolved over 20 years. I learned about Primally Pure from my sister, Carrie, who is an expert in all things organic, and she had me try their cleansing oil over Christmas, and I was blown away. Like, literally, I couldn't believe what was going on. And after I learned about Bethany's story, I reached out to her and asked if she'd come on this show. In today's episode, we discuss skincare practices everyone should engage in and why common practices like using exfoliants may not be improving your skin health. We also talk about the deceptive practices of greenwashing and how this can impact our health. We also discuss her journey with intermittent fasting and why she even did a six-day fast. But before we dive in with Bethany, would you please take a moment and hit the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you're joining us from, as this is one of the best ways that you can support the podcast. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Bethany, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Hey, Eric, thank you so much for having me on. Excited to chat with you. I'm excited to have this conversation because this is something I've been researching and looking into for quite a while right now. So skin is the largest organ of our body. It's part of the integumentary system. It performs a host of vital functions that enable us to protect ourselves and interact with our environment like really unique ways. But in my opinion, it doesn't get the attention and the care that it deserves from most people. Why do you think this is and what got you curious about skincare and just really health in general? Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement. I think that a lot of times people will separate the skin from the rest of the body and not treat it like the important organ that it is. So most of skincare as you know, most of what we see in the skincare industry is just focused on treating the skin itself. And our philosophy is really that you can't separate caring for the skin from caring for the body as a whole. So as a brand, we've always been super focused on the whole person. Like, yes, selling great products. Products are a huge piece of caring for the skin, but it's also about diet. It's about lifestyle. It's about so many things. And I learned all of that firsthand starting in um, junior high, high school, when I started developing acne and totally went the conventional route to treat it. I was seeing a dermatologist who prescribed all of these intense creams and ointments and had me going on antibiotics, which were messing with my gut bacteria and then contributing to more acne long-term, which I did not realize at the time. So I've kind of been on this journey of first cleaning up my diet, noticing that the impact that that made in the health of my skin, and then looking at the products I was using and kind of slowly swapping them out for natural alternatives that I started making in my kitchen. Making in your kitchen. I want to get to that in a second, but I think it's really interesting that food was the first thing that you noticed that impacted your skin. You know, we understand the gut brain axis that our gut is kind of the gateway to our immune system. It impacts our neurological system. But if we could double click on that for a second, like what types of foods or just what changes did you make that started uh, demonst- like started revealing themselves and changes in your skin? So my husband and his family started a regenerative livestock farm. This was a couple years before, no, about a year before we got married. They started this farm here in Southern California. And that really opened my eyes to food quality and the difference between the the meat that we buy at the store from, you know, the meat that they were raising at the farm. And then they were all eating kind of a um, paleo type of diet at the time. So I thought it was crazy when I first heard about it, like giving up sandwiches and pizza and stuff like that. You know, I came from just a very like conventional background. I did what the food pyramid said. I always like cared about being healthy, but I never dug much deeper than like the food pyramid. And, you know, I did like the Kellogg's cereal diet for a long time, eating like six, eight bowls of cereal a day. It was crazy. Um, but it was just the, the information was like harder to access Mm -hmm. back in the day when I was growing up and in high school and college. So I just kind of did what was, um, really like easily presented to me, easy to find information. I tried, you know, every, every which thing you could think of. 
And so when I heard about paleo, I thought it was kind of crazy at first, but then the more I thought about it, it made a lot of sense. And I, I gave it a try and I noticed a huge difference in my energy levels, in my immune function. I wasn't getting sick as often. I didn't feel tired after eating. I felt energized and my skin really cleared up a lot. I was still struggling with acne at the time that I dove into all of that. And I felt like my skin was just more clear and balanced than it had been in years. And so once I realized that everything that I thought about food was wrong, like the foods that I thought were healthy actually weren't that healthy and didn't do well with my biology. I started looking at like, what else have I been wrong about my entire life? And skincare was kind of the next thing I dove into. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you move from a Western based, um, refined food, like that's how you're eating your foods to more of a anti-inflammatory diet that it manifests itself and changes in so many different things. So you were a CrossFit athlete, correct? Or still are maybe? Yeah, no, I don't do CrossFit anymore. I'm, um, I love CrossFit. I've just, you know, fallen out of it. I've kind of gone in and out of it over the years. Right now, I'm really into tennis. Oh, that's that's but. pretty cool. <laughs> but I, I think that this kind of played a, a role in your story. Like you were exercising a lot and you used a lot of different deodorants and you just couldn't find something that worked. And then you built your own because I, before you tell that, I have to say, your deodorant is like a complete game changer. And I want to understand why, because I've used deodorants in the past that are all natural and they usually either cause me to break out or I end up smelling like some crazy forest, you know, like some weird blend of stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to smell like that. So like, how (laughs) did you end up making skincare products and deodorant in your kitchen? Yeah. um, So this was back in... 2013, probably when I started tinkering with this stuff. So there weren't a whole lot of options on the market. There was like Tom's deodorant, Mm -hmm. which doesn't really work that well and kind of gave, I feel like Tom's gave natural deodorant such a bad rap in the beginning because it was like the natural deodorant on the market and people would try it and just didn't work. Mm -hmm. And then, so everyone just thought like natural deodorant doesn't work. You know, I thought that for a while, but I was just researching and researching and found a lot of information online about just deodorant or just um, coconut oil and baking soda working really well for a natural deodorant. So I started using that on myself. I had two little jars, one with coconut oil, one with baking soda, and I would kind of rub that on my underarms every morning. And it really does work great. It totally does the trick. If anyone wants to try that, it works great. But I was such a firm believer at this point in the potential dangers of using conventional deodorant. And I wanted my husband to do what I was doing Mm -hmm. with the coconut oil and the baking soda. And he wasn't willing to give up like his easy stick deodorant for kind of this process of dipping your fingers into these two jars and rubbing them on your armpits. So that's what really motivated me to work on creating a natural deodorant in stick form. And at that point I started playing around with Um, you know, adding different like butters, like shea butter, mango butter. I tried Um, eventually, as you know, I landed on tallow as kind of like the moisturizing ingredient in the stick deodorant. I added beeswax because I needed something to hold it all together. I started adding um, arrowroot powder to help with moisture absorption and then kaolin clay to help with odor and detoxification. So 
it was, it was a process and there were probably hundreds of iterations that I did and I would bring them to CrossFit and cause what better place to test out natural deodorant than at a CrossFit gym. Of course. So I'd, I'd bring all my testers there. I would have my friends try them and then I would take their feedback to heart and then kind of work on the next version based on the feedback I had gotten. So yeah, it was all, all of that was kind of part of the, the process in the beginning. I mean, this stuff is great and I love it. I don't smell weird and I don't smell bad. And it's like the, the charcoal one is the one I've been using and the branding is just on point. How did you start making? So my introduction to this whole thing is I was doing some research. I'm talking to my sister, Carrie, and I'm, I was a coach for 15 plus years in college and pro sports. The people that listen to this podcast know that, but I was outside so much. And I would see these older coaches that were battling skincare, getting huge chunks of skin taken out, and their skin was just leathery and gross. And I'm like, I, I don't want that. And so <laughs> I started engaging what I thought was a healthy skincare practice, you know, washing my face, using a moisturizer SPF every day. So I was talking to my sister and I said, I really want to do a series about the, you know, the physiology, anatomy, and best practices for skin. She goes, you got to try this, um, this uh, cleanser and it's your your oil. And I put it on my face and I used it. I did the process. I was like, I started touching my skin. I was, I told my wife, I was like, come here, feel my skin. <laughs> She's like, what? And it felt amazing. Like it's, to, it's crazy to me that this wasn't developed in a lab. You're doing it in your kitchen. So how did you come up with this idea? It's like a cleansing oil that you put on your face, you rub it in and use a hot towel to kind of pull out the impurities. And then your skin is left feeling like my 20 month old baby son. <laughs> Yeah. So cleansing oil was another one of the earlier products that I developed. And that was another part of my personal journey. I feel like Primally Pure has just been kind of a reflection of um, me wanting to create products that that worked for myself and then feeling really excited to share them with more people. So cleansing oil, the oil, the oil cleansing method in general made a huge difference in the health of my skin because I was someone who was using like the most harsh, intense cleansers possible because I thought that's what I needed to use in order to get rid of the oil and then as a result, get rid of the acne. But I didn't realize at the time that by stripping my skin of its, of its natural moisture barrier, I was causing it to overproduce oil and then just exacerbating the problem. So wow. once I... Um, once I learned about the oil cleansing method, it just made a lot of sense to me. It's based on the principle that like dissolves like. So you're using oil to dissolve the dirt and grime and buildup that's been sitting in your pores. And like you've mentioned, once you try it, it just, it feels like a mini spa treatment. It feels so good. And you're really getting a good deep clean when you use the, use any of our cleansing oils. And so from there, once I once I became a believer of it, I just played around with the ratios of oils that I was using, like castor oil is really powerful for cleansing and detoxifying, but too much of it can be drying. So I developed three different versions, um, one for dry skin, one for oily skin, one for normal skin. And the, the um, types of carrier oils are a little bit different and the combinations and ratios are a little bit different. It's pretty crazy. It, it, you sound like a biochemist to me or somebody that's been living in a lab, but you're, it's just so <laughs> impressive that you did this in your kitchen. And this kind of leads me to the next thing is you guys talk about like skin states, right? And not like yes. a skin type because 
it would make sense. Like the human body is always adapting and changing. It's an adaptable organism. And uh, your gut microbiome is going to change uh, by food, by stress, by different interactions. So it makes sense that your skin would be in different states at different times. How did you land on that? And then how do you treat these different states? I credit our esthetician with bringing that knowledge to Primally Pure. We have a holistic esthetician on our team. And she has really reinforced in my mind and in all of our minds that we don't have a skin type that we are born with and then stuck with for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. Our skin type can change based on, you know, for women, it can change based on where you're at in your cycle. It, It changes a lot during pregnancy and postpartum. For, you know, everyone, it changes based on, what time of the year it is, what season it is. In wintertime, everyone's skin's a little bit more dry. In summertime, it's not as dry. And then it, it changes based on climate. So if you're living in a more humid climate, your skin might tend to be a little bit more oily. If you're living in, you know, like a cold, really dry place, your skin might be a little bit more dry and need a little bit more moisture. So there are so many, and then just age, you know, age, a lot of people's skin tends to dry out as we age. So there are so many different things that play into it. And we actually have a really cool quiz on our website that people can take and kind of assess where their skin is at and what it might need at any given time. Yeah. I'm actually going to put a link in the uh, show notes to that because I took that quiz and I sat there with my wife. Like she did it. We were laying in bed. I was like, all right, I want you to do the quiz. I want (laughs) to do this quiz. I just got really, I'm really curious about this because, um, it is skin to me is something that is just undercared for. And there's not a ton of like, you hear a lot about cardiovascular disease. We're talking about protecting our brain, our heart, our lungs, our gut, but you just don't see a lot of news stories about your skin. And it is like our primary protection layer and uh, helps us thermoregulate, do all these different things. We should want to care for it in a way that's going to, you know, make us more healthy and really just feel better. So what are some skincare practices that everybody should be engaging in? Yeah, I can talk about some some kind of practices that are more topical based and then lifestyle stuff as well. But in terms of caring for the skin topically from like an outside in perspective, um, washing your face, just having a solid once a day skincare, consistent skincare routine is super important. So it can be overcomplicated. It doesn't need to be, you know, a 30 minute, 10 step thing in the morning. And then another like 20 minute, eight steps at night that that's like too much for most people, not only from a time perspective, but also, um, it's a lot for the skin to take in and process. And, you know, even if you're using all natural ingredients, it can just be a lot of people can find themselves with really irritated, inflamed skin from just using like too much on the skin. So we like to keep it as simple as possible. We um, recommend for most people just having something that you're doing like once a day is going to be super beneficial. So um, cleansing, moisture, cleansing, toning, and then moisturizing. Um, Those are really the basics that everybody needs to be doing at least once a day. And if you want to do you know, if you do that at night, those three steps, and then in the morning, if you want to do like a quick wash and a quick moisturize, that's great too. But for most people just doing a face wash, a toner and a moisturizer 
once a day consistently will make a huge difference over time. I'll tell you what, I since I've started doing this, with like I, I used to just like wake up, wash my face in the morning with like a traditional, I think a harsh cleanser probably. And then I started reading about like how exfoliating is not really the best thing. I know, like, but I was doing this morning and I, my skin would still get dry. And then I started doing yeah. this around Christmas. And it's like, I'm not kidding. Like, it's weird. Like, I'll wash my face and do this at night. And then like the next middle of the afternoon, I'm touching my face and I'm like, this is so bizarre. My skin <laughs> is not dry. Um, what does toning do? And how do you do that? Our esthetician calls toning kind of like the glue that holds your skincare routine forget together. So it's that middle piece that you do in between washing and moisturizing. It helps to balance the pH of the skin. Um, our, we have a couple of toners, but the one that I use is our everything spray. So it's made with water, a little bit of apple cider vinegar, a little bit of witch hazel, and then some essential oils like tea tree and lavender, um, that have antibacterial properties and just healing properties. So it, one, it balances the pH of the skin after cleansing. And two, it just kind of primes the skin to better absorb the moisturizer that's going to be applied. And yeah, it's a really important step that, that, that you don't want to skip. And that's another one that is really easy actually to make with ingredients that people probably have in their kitchens. We have a whole series on our blog about um, just giving people like DIY skincare recipes. Um, yeah. And it, it's good to like look at, look into it a bit before um, trying to mix something up. Like you can overdo it with the apple cider vinegar for sure. So you want to make sure that you have the right ratio, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's an easy one for anyone to make at home. And then your moisturizing step is like these serums. Like it's not like your typical, I mean, you can use uh you guys do have creams. But it's like, uh, it's very interesting. It's almost like another oil, but I, my wife and I have been using the plumping serum and then the soothing serum. Wild stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, it really is like mind blowing <laughs> for me as somebody that, uh, I just, I don't know, pretty amazing. Like, what is this stuff doing when you put that moisturizing and how is it affecting like the skin layers themselves, which making it more full and full of moisture? Can you explain that process? Yeah, it's it's hydrating the the skin cells at a at a really deep cellular level. And you mentioned the plumping serum. That's actually one of my favorite serums because it contains an ingredient called astaxanthin. And astaxanthin is derived from red algae, and it is a really powerful antioxidant. Um, you can take it internally, and you can also apply it externally. So a lot of surfers take astaxanthin internally to protect their skin from the sun because it's just, it's such a powerful antioxidant. So I am a big fan of the plumping serum, um, for that ingredient in particular. And then our creams are great. Also our creams all contain tallow from grass fed cows. And I am just a huge fan of that ingredient. It's high in vitamins, A, D, E, and K. And those are ingredients that just aren't present in anywhere near the same concentrations in plant-based ingredients. So I think it's important to use plant-based and animal-based ingredients on the skin. Um, animal-based ingredients are things that our ancestors used for hundreds and hundreds of years before chemicals came onto the market and all of that stuff. And they just contain unique nutrients that 
that are really, really good for the skin cells. It's really interesting. You mentioned astaxanthin. I have to um, make a note about that. My friend, Mark Miller, who's been formulating products for years, loves that stuff. And he talks oh, cool. about it all the time. Yeah, he did a lot of research on it. But anyways, that's super interesting. Uh, one of the practices that I did not know about until I started engaging with your company is dry brushing. Can you explain that? <laughs> yes. Dry brushing is incredible. Um, it can be done on the body and it can be done on the face. And it's more commonly known um, for its use on the whole body, but we, we have one for the face and one for the body. So on the face, it, it helps to improve circulation. It is a really gentle way to exfoliate the skin on the face. Um, like you mentioned, exfoliation can be bad. And I, I completely agree. It's why we don't sell any scrubs like face scrubs, mm -hmm. because we don't believe that perpetually like damaging the skin cells. And then so that the skin has to pull from deeper nutrients to replenish, um, the, the, the outer layer. Um, we don't believe that's a good long-term strategy for skin health, but with dry brushing, it's such a gentle exfoliation that it's, you're not doing any of that repetitive damage to the skin and yeah, it increases circulation. Um, helps with detoxification and lymphatic drainage. And it just feels so good. I like to dry brush every morning. It doesn't take long. Um, it's a really good way to kind of like wake up the skin in the morning. That's really cool. Super interesting. You brought up something though that I want to dig into for a second. I never heard this term before, but it's called greenwashing where products are labeled as all natural, but they can really be toxic to our skin and to our system. Can you talk a little bit, little bit about that and how do we know that we can trust certain things, certain products? Yeah, that's a tricky one because natural skincare has become so trendy and there are a lot of companies that are wanting to capitalize on that. And so you'll see claims like all natural and unscented or dermatologist tested or hypoallergenic and surprisingly um, those terms don't really mean much at all. Like for example, hypoallergenic, it just means that the product produces fewer allergic reactions than other conventional products. Like whatever that means, mm -hmm. no one is checking to see like what products they've tested it against. And, you know, these aren't these like extensive studies being done to prove that products are hypo hypoallergenic. No one is actually regulating that term. Same with dermatologist tested. Literally all that means is that a dermatologist did a skin, a skin test on it. Doesn't mean that it, that, that it performed well. It doesn't mean that it didn't cause irritation. It literally just means that a dermatologist tried it. <laughs> um, all natural like is not a term that is regulated by any, any government agency anybody means absolutely nothing. Anyone can slap that on their product label. So, and even things like companies will say, you know, made with coconut oil. And then you like, will turn over the ingredient list and see coconut oil on there, but maybe it's listed under like 20 unpronounceable chemicals. And as we know, on the back of a product label, ingredients are listed from 
greatest to least concentration. So yeah, there's a lot of ways that companies will try to make their products appear maybe more natural and safe than they actually are. And so at Primely Pure, we have really taken the approach of using ingredients that people can immediately recognize as being safe and not have to Google and and see what the the rating is on the EWG website, which is a great resource, by the way. <laughs> but EWG? yeah, yeah, the Environmental Working Group has a good database where people can enter an ingredient and they they rate every ingredient from like on a scale of zero to ten in terms of safety. And yeah, you can like pull up information. And this about, can be for nutrition. About pretty much anything. Care. I actually don't know if they have that for like food products. Um, but definitely for skincare products. For sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Skincare, I'm personal add that to care. The yeah. Show notes so people can go look that up. Yeah. Yeah. So EWG is a great resource. Um, and what we encourage people to do beyond just using products that that have easily recognizable ingredients is look at the first five ingredients on a product label. And if those first five are, are easy to pronounce are ingredients that you know, and that you're comfortable with, like the chances that that product is safe are much higher um, than products that have chemical unpronounceable names as their first five ingredients meaning that those are like making up the bulk of the product. Um, And then just looking at the length of the ingredient list, if it's like really long, it's probably not a product you want to be using. Um, And then another big one is avoiding fragrance. Um, Fragrance is not just one ingredient. It's a term. It's a blanket term for could be thousands of different ingredients that are used that make up that one word fragrance and it's protected as a trade secret by the fda so companies are not required to disclose what they use in their fragrance but the environmental working group actually recently did a study and found that 75 percent of the synthetic ingredients used to make up fragrance contain phthalates which are endocrine endocrine disrupting chemicals And they also found that 95% of the ingredients um, listed under the term fragrance are synthetic um, ingredients that are linked to cancer, allergies, asthma, all kinds of bad stuff. That is not good. Um, So always avoid fragrance. That makes a lot of sense to me because if you can't recognize it, like, how do you know it's going to be safe? And if it's stuff that you could literally go to the grocery store and put together that's in, you know, if it's like the perimeter of the grocery store, oils and things like that that are plant-based, like more likely than not, you're going to be okay. But you guys source everything really, really well. It's like organic uh, source. Some of it's sourced from your farm, isn't it? Um, It was in the beginning. I used to, yeah, I used to um, render tallow from the cows that we raised, but the rendering process is um, kind of time consuming. So <laughs> we source from other farms across the U.S. that um, that raise grass-fed cows now. Yeah, I mean, you guys have grown quite a bit. Um, last thing I want to get into is, I mean, you you 
you're a whole, I mean, when I say you, you really are into holistic health and wellness, like you've got a lot of other practices that you engage in to improve your general health and wellness. One of the things I want to learn and talk to you more about is fasting. Um, I've heard, first of all, I've talked about on the show, fasting is excellent for you. Uh, the New England Journal of Medicine did a phenomenal kind of review on fasting and how it, um, how it impacts your immune system, uh, autophagy, all these other things. But you're, you're doing like long duration fast. Like what's the longest fast that you've ever done? Six days. Wow. Yeah. And I had to work up to that. I didn't just jump right in. Um, you know, I was always the person who had a snack, like right when I woke up before breakfast and then I'd have breakfast and I have a snack between breakfast and lunch and then lunch and then so on throughout the day. So I had to like slowly start decreasing my eating window over time. And initially I wasn't really interested in the practice of fasting because I had always just thought of it as a weight loss strategy. But once I started learning about some of the benefits that you just referenced, like um, autophagy in particular was was just so interesting to me, like that by not eating and not digesting, our body can then focus on cellular cleanup and getting rid of old cell parts and replacing them with newer cell parts. That just made so much sense to me because I'm like, oh my gosh, my body has just been focused on, so focused on digesting constantly my entire life. I've never given it this time to do like this important repair work. So, and then like the mental clarity benefits and all of that were really interesting to me as well. So I started slowly decreasing my eating window, um, until I was doing like intermittent fasting pretty consistently on a daily basis and felt great. I loved it. I felt like I could just, my brain was just on fire every morning. I didn't have to think about like preparing breakfast or spend time on it. I just, yeah, I loved it. I felt amazing. And so then I became interested in doing these longer fasts um, because autophagy just ramps up more and more the longer you're fasting. And I did like a 24 hour fast. And then a few months later, I tried a 72 hour. And then it's about, um, I don't know, like six months into my fasting journey, I did a six day fast. So yeah. And it was great. I love intermittent fasting. It's, it's helped me a lot. Uh, the mental clarity stuff that you discussed, definitely. I get the benefits of that. We know it helps with blood sugar regulation. I did a 72 hour fast after my buddy like egged me out. 24 hours is not a big deal. Yeah. And 48, I was feeling great the second day, the third day. I was a horrible human being. Uh, <laughs> well, wife, those are the worst. The first three days are like the hardest. Oh, my! And then once you get past three it, days, man. it's like, you're not even, you're in a totally different headspace. Really? Oh yeah. The first three days, are the, like for me, day two is really hard. And then day three is still hard. But then once you're past 72 hours, it's like, you uh, yeah, you're just when that, when that second. Third yeah. Day. Okay. For sure. I was just, yeah, not it's not, kind. it's not pleasant. And then, um, I don't think the first couple of times I did shorter fat. Well, I say shorter when, when I say shorter, I mean like two or three days when I was first doing them, I wasn't taking electrolytes. And then once I incorporated that, 
it, it definitely helped oh. also, but gosh, by when I did the six day, like morning of day six, I was thinking like more clearly than ever. It was crazy. Like the way my brain felt was amazing. Did you drink black coffee or green tea or anything? Yeah, I did. I had coffee and tea. Okay. Coffee. Yeah. And either one, one or the other. Wow. Pretty cool. I heard you did this through your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> for my birthday last year. That was your birthday present to yourself? Was, yep. It was. <laughs> yeah. You are and really interesting. <laughs> it's something I actually like, I'll talk about it from time to time. And I always get heat for it. Um, you know, from people that, that don't believe it is a healthy practice and that women shouldn't, there's a lot of talk um, out there that women shouldn't be fasting that because our biology is different and yeah, everyone is different. Absolutely. But this is also something that humans have done since the beginning of time, either out of 100%. necessity or for religious reasons. Mm -hmm. um, I do get blood work done regularly. My hormones are great. So I don't know. I think that, um, it's a decision that everyone needs to make. And I definitely don't think it's anything that, that people should dive into blindly, mm -hmm. but I also think it can be a really powerful, um, healing practice and just, um, also like a really, a really cool discipline, um, like spiritual discipline as well. hundred percent. Um, you know, I'm a Christian as well. And when, when you, there's one, you know, meditation, you're kind of harnessing your focus. Right. And I love to, I have a meditation practice, but when you fast and there's a spiritual relationship that it's not like emptying your mind, it's like, you're able to think about the things that you want to think about in a more clear way yep. and, um, it eliminates distraction. So I, I find it to be very beneficial. Um, Bethany, I'm very thankful for what you're doing. Um, really just impressed by you, your company, and I'm excited to see how you get still continue to like push forward like this skincare. I, I mean, it's almost like a little revolution to me, like that there needs to be a lot more done on this page. And I can see that with, you know, the people are millennials getting older, that they're going to really start investing in this more and more and more and Botox and, and, you know, getting a facelift is not the solution. Let's just care for our bodies and grit and, and to me age gracefully. But, um, Thank you so much for what you're doing. People can find you guys at primallypure.com. And the quiz is at primallypure.com forward slash what? <laughs> Good question. I think it's on the homepage of our website. Um, it should be pretty easy to find on there. But let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, yeah, it's on the homepage. Okay. Yeah. It should be on the homepage. And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. You should do it. It's not like a three, three question quiz. It's pretty, it's, it's not long, but it's definitely going to lead you to understand like your skin state and how you should be taking care of it. I thought that was a really great value add. And then we'll link to your blog. I think it's really cool that you guys are giving people DIY solutions for skincare, but thank you so much for joining us today. And you've got a fan of me. Okay. Thank you so much, Eric. I really appreciate it. I highly recommend that you check out Primally Pure and their line of skincare products and deodorant. If you use the link in the show notes, you can get 10% off your next order. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Thanks for joining us today, and I'll see you soon. 
Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.